You're listening to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast, a show where your hosts, Darian and Ethan, discuss the controversial topics often avoided by the church. They also discuss culture, society, and everyday goofs. And now, Darian and Ethan. You what may have up? heard, <laughs> you may have heard Darian and Ethan. In fact, it's actually Jeremy and Darian. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, it's a... Uh, Jeremy and James. Or no, it's, it's... What did you say? Uh, Ethan and Barry. It's Barry and Ethan. Ethan and Barry. Ethan and... No, because f- I'm using the letter of your last name, the first letter. Yeah. Oh, don't tell me my last name. The first letter name. of my last name. Obama's going to come get me. Barry and Ethan here. What's up? To talk to you about... We're very excited. The Lord. <laughs> We're very excited to talk to you. Yes. Yo, the stupid thing. Ethan's mic is broken. In, or his mic stand. No, that's his mic stand. Amazon's jank, bro. Whatever. We're fine. We're doing Fixed good. It. He's going to hold it the whole time. <laughs> Once again, this show is brought to you by this blue cup. It's not so, actually true. It's a inanimate object. So it can't do anything. For everybody on video, they can see that. Yeah. Yeah. So, today, we're going to be talking about youth groups. Pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, youth group is so unique to where you are. Uh, in some ways, but in some ways, it's it's very stereotypical. Um, I know both those statements contradict each other, but <laughs> like some youth groups are very unique. But there's some commonalities between like all most all youth groups that everybody kind of can relate to, right? The kind of kids that go, the kind of youth leaders you can have, stuff like that. Um, there's TikToks all over about them and about like mm-hmm. the the stereotypes mm-hmm. and the, the bad and the good and stuff like that. And so we wanted to talk today about maybe the problems that there have been around youth groups in the past, uh, the way they've been done incorrectly, maybe ways they've been done well, and then maybe some solutions to those as well. Um, I feel like a lot of my friends grew up going to youth group. I grew up going to youth group, and I liked it a lot. Um, of course, no one's perfect, right? Um, I know you, well, grew up, you grew up going to youth people, group. No. Some people might be perfect. You grew up going to youth group. <laughs> um, so we, I think we both have a lot to say about it, and it's a, a pretty popular topic, I think, to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. So let's go. Definitely. Yeah. Now, before we get super into it, were you ever a youth group leader? Yeah. What kind of youth group leader were you? Uh, junior high. Like what? But like what kind of youth group leader? Um, like were you like the I'm gonna tell this kid to do something reckless, or were you like, hey guys, you should probably stop doing that? Middle or, middle of the road. Middle of the road. Yeah. Were you sassy with the students? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I had some students one time. We were playing dodgeball, like every youth group, mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Uh, these three girls were like standing outside and I was like, you're not playing? They're like, no. And this girl's like, I did not get all dressed up and nice <laughs> to come get hit in the face by a ball. And oh, I said, such a, where is the junior high or high school? Yeah. They're like sixth graders or oh, eighth such graders. That's a great answer. I was like, well, just don't be bad. <laughs> and then she kind of looked at me like, what? Be better. And this girl's like, hit. yeah. This other girl's like, I don't want to. I was like, it's okay. You don't always have to have you just didn't want down the cross for you either. I'm pretty Go sure that's what I said. I'm pretty sure, like, I might have verbatim said that. <laughs> and then I was like, was, the third girl's like, my legs are broken. I was like, it's okay. We can <laughs> heal you in Jesus' name. Like, you're fine. That's so funny. And she was just like, and I'm like, what the heck? They're, they're <laughs> just fun. It's just fun to mess with them. That's hilarious. Yeah, youth group is so much fun. Mm-hmm. Especially for leaders. Yeah. It can be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but man. It, it is definitely a struggle. I love too. staffing you like youth camps yeah you know like they're just so much fun I had, yeah oh man <laughs> just, i don't think students understand how much fun <laughs> leaders have 
like those things because we're always the one like handing down the rules and right. stuff like that. Like I take but, off work to go to this thing. But like a lot of the rules are so we can have fun <laughs> a lot of the time. Like yeah. the games for the kids are like they're games for the kids, but like really, like they're games that we can like destroy kids at. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's really like for our counseling. Like we don't go get counseling, so we have a youth group. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, it's very like, interesting. So I went to this one church camp and I was I was a leader and they it was everything about getting points that whole it's like obviously find jesus but the the competitive nature was like hey get as many points as you can right mm-hmm. and one of the one of my so if one of your students is missing you got docked 100 points for every minute Whoa. every student was late so if you had three students who were like five minutes late you're losing like 1500 1500 points, 1500 yeah. points it's like and i got I, my team won first place of the whole camp Shoo. by 200 points Whoa. so it's not like a it's like it's like close late thing, yeah, yeah yeah and i remember i was like where's I was like, where's Zeke? And something like that. I was like, where's this kid? And they're like, he's in the room. I was like, he's in the room? And they're like, yeah. So I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like a, like, I like to, I'm an adult and me sprinting there's going to be tiring. And as I was like sprinting back to the cabin, as I walk, I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, I can't find the water bottle. And so every team had their own water bottle. Whoa. And if you didn't bring the team water bottle, you lost points. And he okay. was responsible for it. And he's like, I can't find it. And I was like, what do you mean? But I walked in and he was putting his socks on. I was like, why are you putting your socks on now? And he's like, <laughs> I love this kid so much. I'm just like straight you're overwhelming me. Yeah, he like grew up to be a really good guy, but he's just like nice. it's, the last time I knew him I, at least and he was he was awesome. But mm-hmm. I was like and he was awesome then too. But I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I couldn't find the bottle. And so I found I was like, let's go. And he's like, I don't want to run. I was like, I don't okay. care. That's <laughs> we just barely made it. But I was like huh. like super stressed for like a few minutes. Yeah. So funny. Yeah, man. You threw crazy <laughs> for sure. And I think it all depends on your leaders that you have too. Yeah. On the very how mm-hmm. it varies right yeah and just so you guys know we're not like like we said we volunteered with youth groups we went volunteered mm-hmm. camps but these volunteering it wasn't like a oh i did it for a few weeks so i can i'm authoritative like at least in my experience i did a six-month internship at a youth group before i came here to staff uh, i did youth ministry from like 18 to like 20 before i joined ywam we staff ywam we get a lot of 18 year olds that come through and yeah, so fresh out of youth group i'd say we're pretty uh pretty qualified in some regard to speak a little bit about this and shed some light i just put that connection together that the students that come here are like fresh out of youth group yeah thinking about me fresh out of youth group because <laughs> i didn't go to ywam until like four years after mm-hmm. youth group or yeah i, I got one at like two no wait, when did you go how old are you 21 okay. i stopped when i was 17 uh, okay yeah i stopped when i was 18 yeah. wow that's crazy wow so today we're talking about youth groups and maybe the problems um that they have now or that they've maybe veered tour or problems they can have, um, have yeah. had in the past. And like, what are, what is, and also like, what is the role of youth group? Yeah. Right. That's a big question. What's an effective youth group? Mm-hmm. Cause I think, and, and I, I don't, I don't mind starting with that. Do you mind starting with that? Yeah, go for it. All right. So like a lot of people, a lot of, well, not people, a lot of parents, um, have an idea sometimes and they, not every parent, but some, a good amount of parents, I think, excuse me, I got a burp. That's embarrassing. Um, I would say a good amount of parents out there. If they're not very intentional with their spiritual walk, it's very easy for them to make like this the youth group or the youth pastor like, oh, I want you to disciple my kid, mm-hmm. right? And so I think one of the issues with uh, youth group, maybe issue, maybe issue strong, but one of the the things that's difficult about it is that it can be that the parent might expect the youth pastor to be the one who's going to be like full-time disciple of their kid. Mm-hmm. And so if their kids are bad, I've seen parents or I've heard of parents who like 
have been mad at the youth pastor. Like, what are you doing in youth group? My kid's not good. Yeah. And the question's like, yo, your kid comes here for like two hours a week. <laughs> I don't have control. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. And then the question that the response and biblically, biblically, the responsibility of um, spiritual spirituality and development and yeah, spiritual growth and development for a, a child or, and that's what, you know, that's youth groups are. are. Yeah. yeah they're, youth they're youths are children. Um, sorry if you're in a youth group right now. I'm not a child. It's okay. Um, you're a child. <laughs> We, we love you, but you're a child. Bible says to have faith like a child. So yeah, stay you're, childish. You're in, good, you're in good hands. That's a you can hate to say that's a youth group a trendy thing. Stay childish. Yeah, yeah. We talk about childlike faith. Anyways, um, biblically, like the the parents are the ones who are supposed to be discipling their kids. The Bible says, "Teach your kid the way he should go, and when he's old, he'll not depart from it." Mm-hmm. That's not saying that like if you raise your kid right, he'll 100 percent be a Christian because everyone comes to a place where they get to make their own decisions. Mm-hmm. But there is an aspect where the the kids spirituality and discipleship is on the role of the parent and 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 biblically we're going to get into roles and and marriage in a way the the father the husband is the one who's like supposed to be the pastor of his family in a way you know and he's supposed to he has he's the head authority in the family dynamic and so we're getting real deep into opinions right now but well i don't think it's an opinion but and i agree with you i'm just saying it's (laughs) it's another topic that we we're not going to go into right now and that's okay so then the caveat it's like oh do single mothers not have pastors no it's not true okay there's a lot of grace we can we'll talk about if you're complimentarian this is your view yeah we'll talk about it in another episode yeah but as far as it is right now uh the parents are supposed to be the nurturers of their kids spirituality and then the aspect is and i kind of like looking at all these different side trails but then the question is like what if the parents aren't saved Mm-hmm. And the kid or is very going new to Christians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the kid is going to youth groups. There's a lot of people who the parents don't necessarily know Jesus. Mm-hmm. They just want their kid to be in a good environment, so they send them there. Yeah, which is a good thing. And so that's why it's kind of hard because like the youth, because youth pastor is not a thing in the Bible, right? It's just pastor right. and like house church and like it was a community living. In it Proverbs, community. it's not like youth pastors train your congregation <laughs> to not throw water balloons at the girls' heads. Yeah, yeah. Basically, like youth group is like a well, they, they should throw water balloons. That'd be hilarious. Not actually, they shouldn't. Not like they should, but they'd be like, don't do that. But that was so funny. One of our youth leaders threw a dodgeball at a guy one time and missed. And this man played professional baseball. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. He could throw 98 miles an hour. Oh my gosh. A, yeah. Uh, baseball. And he threw those like hard, like big rubber, like dodgeballs. The 90s. The 90s yeah, yeah, dodgeball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. No forgiveness in, in that ball at all. Now they got all hit a girl ones. in the face, broke her nose. Instantly broke her nose. Oh my gosh, that's so terrible. He was feared. Yeah. But he's there, awesome. He's such a nice guy. Yeah. Really cool but guy. Scared. But yeah, scared. But scared. But scared. But really cool guy. I had a friend who played college baseball and he we had a water balloon like game at a youth group mm-hmm. and he like had this he also could throw like that and he chucked this water balloon at my back and I was an adult and I got hit in the back and I was like, Bro, you're hitting students with this? <laughs> like my back is red. Like, that's, that's so messed up, dude. I was like, calm down. Man. He was also a youth pastor. At the end of this, we should just talk about the best youth group games. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, we can already, I can already think of, like, some of the best Yeah, ones. me too. I'm not going to waste... We'll talk about that at the end. Bro. Yeah, we'll give you the content that you want yeah. first. <laughs> so we're talking about, like, getting back to it real fast, um, that it's sort of the parent's job, right, to disciple, to grow, to uh, lead their child in the way you should go over the, the youth pastor, right? The youth pastor is there to help and be a helper, maybe where you can't be. Um, to provide a space for discipleship and community, yeah. right? So where kids can be with other Christian kids that are like them to be in that community space and pursuing God together, being mentored by other adults that are maybe a little closer in age sometimes to them yeah. than uh, their parents are. Ideally, like a big brother, big sister type thing. 
You know, as Sometimes. far as the leaders. You know, the leader could be like a mature 19-year-old working with some 17-year-olds. It depends, yeah. Mm-hmm. Most of the leaders that I had were all like mid-20s okay. or later. Um, but yeah, it definitely depends. Um, definitely an older person, though, that's older than them, that's pursuing the Lord, they can teach them and disciple them, right? Yeah. Um, but the point is that that's not a substitute for what you do as a parent, right? And we don't want to take away from how hard that is as a parent. Obviously, we don't know because we're not parents, but it's super hard, right? You work mm-hmm. all day, and then you got a ton of interpersonal stuff to deal with when you get home. And once you deal with all that, you kind of want to, like, relax. And maybe you got to deal with your kid's homework, too, you know? Yeah, like, you, yeah, your kid's going through homework and stuff. It's, it's hard to find time a lot of the times to, mm-hmm. like, get that biblical discipleship in. Um, but I think if you made it a, a practice, just off the top of my head, Right. If you make it a practice in the daily life as you're doing homework to instill biblical values, as like you're going through interpersonal problems in the kid's life to instill values, you can disciple that way as well. But yeah. it's, I think it's different for every parent. Everybody has a different job. Every, every parent has a different kid as well. Um, so not necessarily giving advice on that. Um, rather <laughs> just saying it is still a parent's job, not the youth pastor's job to disciple their child. Right. So that can be a, a pitfall of some youth groups and some parents is that Either the youth group will try to take all the responsibility for doing that, mm-hmm. or the parent will try to put all the responsibility onto the youth group for doing that. Yeah. And so, I think what what needs to be defined, probably in, in a lot of churches, I know in, in the church that I was helping out at, I would have, and I think the, the youth pastor did a really good job of communicating with the parents about mm-hmm. like, hey, here's a series we're going to go through, yeah. here's what we're teaching your Which parents. Which is really important. And yeah, he'd like send emails, he'd call parents, and it was like mm-hmm. really good. Um, but I think there should be a, like a church discussion from the head of the, like the executive church pastor mm-hmm. and be like, Hey, like, just so you know, here's what your, here's what youth group is. Here's what it is not, you mm-hmm. know, what it is, is for a place for your kids to find community, find ideally a good godly group of friends yeah. and have fun while pursuing God mm-hmm. and a place where they're, cause like not every like 12 year olds to like 15, 17 year olds. They spend all day in school listening to lectures. They right. don't want to come and listen to a sermon necessarily, which isn't bad. Most of them, no. Yeah. And, you know, then they're like, oh, I just got to sit through it. And then they're so fried at the end of the day, just need to relax. Yeah. You know, and I'm coming with the idea that most youth groups happen on Wednesday night. Right. And so. Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. Me. I went to a Tuesday night that one, one time. That was nice. Wow, that's weird. Uh, but Thursday's not too soon. <laughs> too soon. Tuesday's too soon. I was just here. T- a day I was and just a- here. Yeah, a day I was and just half here on Sunday. <laughs> Probably a day and a half because it's like, well, it depends on when it's a Sunday. Right. 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 Yeah. But yeah, um, but yeah, so it's just like it should be a place of mm-hmm. finding community and instilling biblical values and saying, mm-hmm. "Hey, here's how you can follow Jesus where you're at right now and in your high school. Here's how some daily practices of following Jesus at your age now." Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be it should but it shouldn't be we're going to take all the responsibility for making you a good Christian. Yeah. We should interview a youth pastor soon and talk to him about like the problems that he's he's seen. We can interview Connor. Yeah, that'd be super fun. That'd be great. Yeah. Um I think uh, can I move on to like our next yeah, yeah. kind of topic? I think um, a problem that I see with a lot of youth groups is um, sort of one the kids can't help, um, but more of like what culture is set by the youth leaders and by the pastor in general, right? Because I've been to some youth groups where like one youth leader is super solid and the mm-hmm. other ones are just like high schoolers that never wanted to leave because they like the community yeah. and aren't necessarily like spiritually uh, mature and, yet, and aren't, in, yet. aren't in a place where they can or didn't go to college at all. Right. And they aren't in a place where they can like be discipling younger people because they're not taking their spirituality um, and their relationship with God seriously, right? right. Their growth and their development, um, their sanctification. And so they shouldn't necessarily be leaders. So the culture that's set is very unhealthy. Yeah. Um, I think that can be a case. So spiritually unhealthy leaders being in a, a role they shouldn't be in just because no one else will. Yeah. Right? And then but there, there's something where it's like, should you take what you have because you don't have anything else? Or should you just be like, you know what, then... We'll just, I don't have leaders right now. 
Or like, or you say, hey, if you want to be a leader, that's good. I want to meet with you every week for six months. It's hard to say. Yeah, I would say you know? something like that. Like you can disciple them as they disciple younger people. Mm-hmm. Totally think that would be fine. As long as the youth pastor is being intentional with discipling that leader as or the leaders as they like disciple the students. Right. right? And they have to be intentional with that. Um, I think an, the other problem besides the lack of maturity in leaders, um, which I think a lot comes from age sometimes, but um, is what we just said is the lack of the amount of leaders, right? Mm. And I, I feel like for some reason there's a, a a limit to the number of leaders that you can have for a youth group for some reason. At least all the ones that I grew up going to, it was like, okay, we can have a youth leader or we have like a, a youth pastor and then we have like four or five male and four or five female staff depending on like the ratio to kids and stuff like that. Um, but it always seemed like there was never enough um, – like leaders to student ratios and there would be a lot of really cool leaders right because everybody wants to hang out with them because they're usually cool like kids usually look up to them as well um they see them as like cool yeah everybody wants to hang out with them um but i think the times that the kids grew the most was when you were intentional outside of youth group times to disciple that student and we had a lot of at least in my youth group when i was in high school we had a lot of our guy youth leaders and girl youth leaders that would take students that wanted to grow in their faith and they would have like one-on-one times with them throughout the week i'm mm. um, not every week but like every other week once a month something like that yeah where they take them out to eat and they talk to them about how their life's going how they want to grow in christ and they give them like not assignments but like uh challenges to, like grow, goals. to grow their faith yeah. yeah yeah um and then we can talk about it at youth group and see how we're doing oh, that's and, awesome. and keep each other accountable and, and stuff like that yeah um and i like that relationship but it's hard when you have depending on the size of your youth group even if you had a small youth group right say you had a youth group size of like 20 kids that's not that's not big at all right mm-hmm. that's pretty small um you have to have a very small church i would say to probably have that size um or maybe just not a lot of kids yeah too who knows yeah anyways small size of a youth group for the youth groups I've been to. 20 kids. And say you have a youth pastor. Youth pastor can't disciple all of those kids, right? Well, he should. <laughs> well, let's Just say kidding. you have like a youth pastor and a youth pastor's wife or something like yeah. that. And then they're both discipling the kids. There's like 10 each for mm-hmm. those people, right? Um, the youth pastor almost never is just a youth pastor. And neither is the wife. Right. He has like he the youth pastor slash the administrative assistant slash he does like a lot of maintenance on the church slash he does counseling slash he does a ton of other stuff. And he might have another job outside of church. Right. Like we think about youth pastors and like, wow, you work like twice a week. Like what are you talking about? Like you have yeah. a, a big job. And you're like, oh, I work sixty hours. <laughs> yeah. Like he has a lot to do. Um, it would be nice, I would say, if that youth pastor's only job was to just disciple the kids. Because then, yeah, he could set up two, three appointments a day with all of his kids, and he could hang out with them and spend time with them and disciple them, right? Mm-hmm. If that was just his job. Right. I think that would be awesome if the youth pastor was that free to do that, like they had enough staff at the church that that was the case. Yeah. You'd probably have to be making a lot of money as a church to be able to do something like that. Yeah. And ideally, and usually if you're making a lot of money as a church, you're a bigger church. So yeah, you're a bigger church. You, he still wouldn't be able to meet with everyone. Right. You know? And so where I was going with that is that – then the the responsibility kind of falls on the youth leaders to sort of be the disciplers because the youth pastor can't get to everybody. Right. Right? And the youth leaders already spending one free day a week or two because they probably volunteer on Sunday and Wednesday or whatever. Yeah. Right? Going to this youth event and they're spending twice the time at church on Sunday, even more sometimes, going to camps and then also sacrificing a Wednesday night to go. You're going to have to ask them to sacrifice another night or something like that, lunch break or something, to go hang out with and disciple another kid, if not multiple kids, mm-hmm. right? 
that's pretty hard to put on a volunteer that's not getting paid right, right and has another life but i think it can happen and it did it did happen in my situation a lot of those people did that which was awesome yeah. and they like were really intentional with their jobs and really believed in what was happening and believed in our discipleship and which was really cool um but the problem is you can only really do that with one or two people right yeah maybe there's only one or two kids in a youth group that want to be discipled like that that's possible but if you have an actual healthy youth environment where these kids are growing and learning about god then you should have all of the kids that want to do that right and we can talk a bit in a second about how to create like a a healthy culture in a youth group um, or what even the purpose of a youth group should be from like the very beginning we can talk about that next um but yeah i think like those things can be the problem like Youth leaders not being very mature, not being where they should be, or the youth pastor not mature or not uh, helping those leaders grow as he's trying to help the students as well, mm. which is a lot to put on a youth pastor. I understand, um, or also the lack of youth leaders that need to be yeah. in a youth group. And like, and it's not very easy to get committed, dedicated, serious youth leaders who are like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll sacrifice two to three days of my week and like a weekend in my summer, and I'll take off work for it. It's yeah. it's hard to do that because. These guys have, they're like, hey, I have my own dreams I'm pursuing. I'm going to college. I'm chasing this. I got a lot of homework yeah. to do. I got a job. I, I can't do anything with a schedule. Yeah. You know, I also have these other things go on. Maybe they're trying to pursue something else or they start a relationship. And like, mm-hmm. hey, I got to dedicate time. And it's just like a lot of people, everyone only has a certain amount of time in their week. Yeah. And so you got to, if someone's going to be a committed youth leader, that's like really exciting, but it's not, mm-hmm. it's pretty rare as well. Yeah. And as we talk about all of these problems that we see at the beginning, um, we don't want to like just tell you it's going to be about the problems. We're going to talk about good stuff later as well. Right. We love youth groups and stuff like that. Um, but I just want to say like youth pastors have one of the hardest jobs, and youth leaders have a very hard job too. So we don't want to like make it sound like we're bashing on youth leaders or youth pastors. Mm-hmm. They're awesome. We love them. They're saints. They do a great job. Um, a lot of them do. And so yeah, we want to like, preface it with that, right? Yeah, and like. Yeah, I think pastors in general get, like, a bad rap. Like, there's so much that they do behind the scenes yeah. that no one knows. Yep. Like, so many pastors are working, like, over 40 hours a week. Yeah. And then they still get complaints on Sunday, like, I don't like the worship. I don't like this song. Why yeah. did you say this? It went too long. It's like, and it's emotionally taxing because yeah. you're, you're being in charge of everybody's problems, basically. Right, and you're spiritually, like, feeding so many people. That is a heavy thing. Like, I just taught this last week on finances in the SOME, mm-hmm. and that was... Like draining, but I was only talking for like maybe an hour a day and that was all practical stuff, Mm -hmm. right? And so it's just all hands-on, so it's a lot of uh, workshop setting, so it's Mm -hmm. not too much of my my just, I'm standing up there talking. But also when I spoke on and taught on Luke and Acts, it's like draining and then you're just like, oh man, I need a break. And then someone's like, so you do all that prep and it's spiritually, like you're being nourished by God as you're you're learning so you can teach, but as you teach, you're pouring out. And then people are saying, I have this problem, can you help me? I got this and this, and it's just like, Oh my gosh. And so yeah. it's really important for youth pastors and pastors in general and youth leaders to stay connected to Jesus in a, in a serious way where it doesn't feel like, okay, I'm a Christian, so I'm going to mm-hmm. do a quiet time. But it's like, God, I need you, mm-hmm. you know, but there's so much that pastors go through that people don't see. And yeah. so I just want to say to to anyone who, who, to church members, please have grace for your pastors and your mm-hmm. youth pastors. They're going through a lot. Yeah. So with that intermission, yeah. what do you think like the purpose of a youth group should be so we can sort of define how to make it better, right? Mm-hmm. So like, what should a healthy youth group look like? Um, what should be the purpose of like sending your kid to a youth group? Should kids go to youth group if they don't want to? That kind of thing. Right. I would say the purpose of a youth group 
is like providing uh, a place for the kid to go and have fun. Mm-hmm. And, and and here's another thing. Well, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Um, the purpose of a youth group is to like, I would say, give practical advice or or direction on how the youth can be a good Christian and like love God mm-hmm. where in their high school, where they're at, whatever they're doing, but also know, and, and like kind of teach them like outlines of how to have a biblical mm-hmm. worldview or how to have biblical disciplines where you're like, Hey, you should do this and, and teach scripture. Mm-hmm. A pastor's job is to teach scripture and is to care for the flock. Right. And so you should by nature just be teaching them the Bible, but also in a way you want to be captivating too. So you don't want to just bore your audience. Don't be monotone or whatnot. They just sat through lectures and that's, that's not to say sugarcoated either. Obviously never want to do that. Mm. But I would say the purpose of a youth group is one to provide a community of like minded or, or around the same age individuals to pursue Jesus together mm. and show them that it's possible while also teaching the Bible in a way that they can understand. Cause there's some things that, as you, you might not understand one biblical concept as, an, as a kid, but when you get to an adult, you do. So like, speaking the Bible in a way that they can understand, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I, I like my thing is like, because we have kids in like nurseries and then they go to kids camp or then they go to kids church and then they're in kids church elementary, elementary school and then they go to youth group and they're in youth group all high school. And when they go to college, sometimes the church will have a young adults group, which is good, but oftentimes the churches don't. And so I, I've mm-hmm. noticed that there's this huge like, age gap between like the people in the main service and the and the youth group and i'm like well where are all the young people yeah and a lot of them go away to college this is fair but because mm-hmm. of that by nature a lot of people should go to different places where their colleges are and there's college ministries i know but they're going to go to community find somewhere else right mm-hmm. and so that's a, a hard thing with balancing youth group it's like you want you don't want them to be at a place when they graduate youth group that they don't feel like they can't go to the they should be ready for the main service by the time they leave yeah anyways yeah definitely um a thought really for a second to challenge what you said um wouldn't that definition kind of be the same as like sunday youth group the kids have i don't know if you had that like like on sundays they just had like youth group 2.0 for like the junior hires at my church where it was just like the same as thursday kind of but on a sunday and mm. the kids don't go into like the normal church they go have like youth group church. do you think they should like on you're saying on sunday they should go to the main service with their family like is there just a question is there a difference between both of those things Right, I didn't have that on my radar. I was only thinking like Wednesdays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm. Oh. It's an off-topic question, but I'm just saying, why are we having an extra day a week to do that oh. if we already have it on Sunday? You know what I mean? What's, like, why what's are we doing difference? youth group on Wednesday as opposed to like just have them in church on Sunday? Like, have them in youth group on Sunday? Yeah, because that's what, how it was in my church, right? Yeah. Um, it would, I, I would say probably practically it depends on like, cause I know the church I went to was like a couple thousand people when it was oh, wow. at the highest. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, and it was a couple thousand people cause a couple hundred people would show up at different services, mm-hmm. but they would have like Wednesday night services, Saturday night services and two on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so I would say at that point, they're just trying to have as many services as they can do to feed as many people as they, as are coming. Mm-hmm. And so that would be like, okay, people are coming on here on Wednesday anyways, and they're bringing their kids. Mm-hmm. Let's just, we, we, we got to give them a youth group. So if a church doesn't necessarily need a Wednesday or Thursday night youth group, I would say it would be fine to do that on um, Sunday. I don't, I don't, I don't, maybe it's like, yeah, maybe the two days a week is not necessary. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I'm trying to like narrow down what the purpose of a youth group should actually be. Cause I agree with you. I think the purpose of a youth group should be like a place where kids can go to be in their environment with like peers that are like them. Mm-hmm. to understand the Bible in a way that makes sense to them, but at the same time is not watering it down enough 
where they're right. not growing. Right. Right. Um, in whatever context that looks like, right? It's just a place for youth to learn how to pursue God together. Um, not only play games, but not only just to like listen to a sermon, right? But to mm-hmm. do interactive things where they're constantly growing and learning about who God is. Like I would say you shouldn't preach a 50-minute message to a youth group student. Like You should probably do a lot of interactive things to get them to actually learn what's going on because it's obvious our education system is broken, and that's what, yeah. they're, that's what they're getting all day in the education system. you got to create creative ways mm-hmm. to, to teach children the Bible. Yeah, right? and, and I got like – when I was interning with it, we would break up. So we'd have like maybe 15 to 20 minutes of the main thing, mm-hmm. and then we'd break into um, little groups where it would be like – by by uh, grade, but also by gender. So you'd have sixth grade guys six, and sixth grade girls and all that stuff. And there'd be youth leaders for all of those mm. facilitating. But then you'd be like, okay, like, here's what we went through in, in the message. Uh, and then mm. what stuck out to you. What, and, the, and then you get them in a circle. And it's like maybe like five to ten people in a circle. Yeah. And it gives them a place where they feel like they can get to know each other more. Mm. And open up and process and like really digest. And, and then the bulk of the time that wasn't spent in games was in like either worship or like the small group setting. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would say it's a, it's a really, really good place to do that, to have both of those things where you have um, both kids just learning about what it's like to be a Christian, but also being open and vulnerable about their problems with other kids that have the same problems. Also while sharing like food and sharing like bonding experiences and games mm-hmm. together, just learning how to be a Christian, learning that fun is okay to have as a Christian, right? Yeah. And learning that, like, church isn't yeah. just about, like, being serious all the time and listening to the pastor speak for 50 minutes and then worship that's already boring for you because you're a child and just want to go outside and play, right? Yeah. Or it's like, wow, this song is like, we do this all the time. Like, I don't want to jump. I'm tired. I'm... And then there's yeah. people jumping. You're like, I got to do that. And I think, yeah, it's like, I love what you said about sharing food. I think that's so undervalued mm-hmm. in, like, every setting. I told my plant manager when he would do, um, he would do, like, meetings like every month we'd have like a or every quarter we have quarterly meetings where we review things and i was like yo you should get some food for this because like people i promise you like you feed people they'll follow mm-hmm. and like jesus did it you know jesus fed people and they followed him he didn't feed them so they followed him he just fed them because he loved them but every time he's like he's always breaking bread and he's like yeah. talking with them and hanging out over food and i'm maybe i don't know if this is blasphemy but there might be something spiritual about sharing food together mm-hmm. where it's like y'all just like feel more relaxed and you're yeah. always able to process and open up you know Mm-hmm. And it creates a safety because for some reason it just does. Yeah, absolutely. So I think kind of to, to wrap everything up that we've been talking about, um, like youth groups need to be a place where kids can go to be in community together, where there's youth leaders that are invested in the process of discipling, actually discipling the students, not in the place of a parent because that's the parent's job, but to add additional support of discipleship with other like-minded students where you're growing alongside as the body of Christ, um, kids, right? Growing up together as the body, um, experiencing life together, sharing the struggles that you have as a kid, like learning how to be open and vulnerable, learning how to be a human being that's a Christian that's created by God in this fallen world, right? There's a lot to unpack there and there's a lot of vulnerability that has to be had and there's a lot of youth leaders that gotta be really committed and vulnerable. and really, really invested in these kids. Um, and you also got to have a youth pastor that knows how to create a culture that is conducive to growth um, and the success of their kids, right? One that's 
not overtaxed by the other jobs that they have in the church, but one that has the availability to disciple the kids um, and also mentor and disciple the other staff that are there and make sure he's creating a culture um, of staff and students that want to go after God and learn who Mm -hmm. God is and create uh, cultures going after God, not just a place where you can go and have fun and then listen to a message for a little bit and then go have some snack and then you can leave or whatever, right? Like you don't yeah. want to like be void of all of those of like all the spiritual things. You want to show that the spiritual is in those other two activities of eating and of having fun and of like sharing uh, like those deep like problems that are going on or what is God speaking to you or how do I worship or what does hearing from God mean? How do I read the Bible? Like all of those harder questions. Right, 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 right yes. on. Good stuff. Yes. Okay. Favorite youth group game. Yes. Um, There's a lot of favorite youth group games that I had. Um, I would say the my favorite one, though, of all of them. Or youth camp games, too. Okay, yeah. I'm going to go with this youth group game first, and okay. then I'll go to youth camp game. Um, I think my favorite youth group game was, um, I think we called it China, or smuggling Bibles into China, or something like that. That's racist now. No. I'm it's not. Sorry, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not racist. <laughs> um, basically, what it was is our sanctuary had three entrances, so one in the middle, Whoa. like straight down the middle, and went on the side. So you kind of know how... Um, like a lot of sanctuaries have aisles, yeah. right? Like one, at least ours was like one down the middle and then two down the sides. And the sanctuary probably sat like 500 people or okay. something. Nice. And um, we had big like doors on two doors in the middle and then one door on each side, right? Where you could like go in just to make it more streamlined. Right. Right. And so kind of a big like pie shape, kind of half pie shape. Mm-hmm. And so... What it was is you go in the sanctuary, 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 and you, t- you turn all the lights <laughs> off, and they'd play like some like disco music or something like that, some EDM, and then they'd have all these like flashing lights, and uh, they have all these um, like glow sticks everywhere, mm-hmm. right? They just throw them everywhere, and then um, they'd have this big bin at the front, and that was China, like okay. that was like the the, Christ- the China church, like the Christian church, right? Mm-hmm. And we would have these like little slips of paper, and they were like our Bibles, right? And you had to hide it, and you had to go through one of those doors and get past the youth leaders that were trying to tag you or capture you. Mm. And they were like the Chinese military or church, or, or not right. church, the military, or like police. Right, right, right. And if they tagged you, you had to go back out and forfeit your Bible, so they'd capture your Bible, and you have to go back outside or something, or you go to jail. Mm-hmm. Um, and so your job as a kid was like to like climb under the chairs or like sneak around the side so you didn't get seen by a youth leader, and like dive and like throw your Bible into oh, like the Christian awesome. church and see how many Bibles you could get in there Man, um, before the time ran out. It I was really, really like fun. that. And that does more. That's like fun. But it also brings the reality and knowledge of like, hey, this is like, there's, it's really hard to be a Christian in China. Yeah, it was really cool. And that's like, that hits, that's so good. It's like teaching them about the persecuted church without teaching yeah. them about the persecuted church. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. Uh, I just, favorite youth group game. Like I said, the, the youth, the church I went to was like a couple thousand people. So we mm-hmm. had max, we had like probably 300 people in the youth group. Mm-hmm. And at one point they had a lot of money. So they made a whole arcade. Whoa, so we didn't whoa. have like, we had like probably eight xboxes whoa and you could all you could all system link and play uh halo together oh that's amazing and they had different booths you couldn't screen sheet so they had a couch and a t and like four tvs and like couches and like the walls in between so you could have four people on a game screen peeking yeah and you just so everyone we play we used to have like competitions like halo competitions yeah yeah but they'd have like they had arcade games where you have the racing simulation so you'd be in the car like the seats like moving and stuff Mm. like that ddr um but they had a whole gym too so they had basketball oh that's awesome they play volleyball and dodgeball yeah and so i love dodgeball like i was like wow i I was like not good at throwing it when i was a kid but now yeah but i still loved it i was like this is so fun i'd say dodgeball is probably the most classic but never gets old like youth group game right i feel like 
a lot of people, like adults, you could be like, hey, let's play dodgeball. Mm-hmm. And you get like, so you could get 40-year-old men who could be like, yeah, I'm oh, down, yeah. I'm down to play dodgeball. I think, the, in my opinion, the two best camp games, and just games of all time, are dodgeball and capture the flag. Mm. For for youth group at least for yeah. me, and we did both of those at camps, glow in the dark style. Whoa! So we do them in the, whoa, we like do glow in the dark dodgeball. Like yep. you just see glowing balls at you. Yep, we oh, do it. We do it in the scary. middle of the night. Everybody has to wear neon. Oh, that's and fun. we turn all the lights off. We have glow in the dark duct tape around like a basketball that's court. So we either awesome. do it at a basketball court or we do it out um, like in the middle of a field. Then we'd have like big neon cones. Yeah, so people couldn't go out of bounds, right? And we'd either play capture the flag or dodgeball. And so the dodgeballs would be neon. So you'd like just see him coming out of You're nowhere just... and just pegging kids. The Honestly, as a youth leader, the funniest thing in the whole entire world to watch. Because oh some kids gosh. would, like, some kids would take off, like, their neon and just, like, be wearing all black. And some yeah. youth leaders would do it, too, if they saw a kid doing it. And so you just, like, see a youth leader, like, hiding the ball under their shirt yeah. so everyone can see it. And all of a sudden they take it out and just nail a kid. Oh, that's who awesome. Who has no idea the ball's going. That's hilarious. The funniest thing in the whole world. Man. <laughs> but yeah, it's fun, too. That's great. Favorite youth camp game. So we kind of made up our own. There's this one called Bunker Hill. Mm. And it was at, we were at this camp with a huge sand hill. Like, huge and, like, like really tall and steep sand hill. Mm. And they had wooden bunkers that they placed uh, along, like, ha- like there you it would be a full sprint up and then like Whoa. halfway up are all the bunkers and they'd okay. hide every team had a team flag and so they'd hide all the team flags Whoa. and so you had like probably 14 people on your team and there's youth leaders lining both sides of the hill that and they're throwing water balloons if you hit water balloon you're out but it's like how you have to get all as many flags as you can in the shortest amount of time huh and so you're like sprinting up this hill like you're all, you and your whole team are sprinting up this hill and it feels super camaraderie like yeah we're going like into uh-huh. battle and there's like water balloons flying all over place huh. and like a lot of kids love it because it offers a lot of like opportunities for like quote unquote glory where it's mm. like if you're the last kid on your team and you like grab that youth that flag and your whole team's yelling at you like, <laughs> yeah. like run run oh, so and you like are sprinting for your life while every youth group's like throw every youth leader's like throwing and like wow. beamers of like water balloons at you like boom 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 wow. and like you're trying to, and if you get hit you gotta drop it and yeah. then and so it's just like the most intense like anxiety filled like. Oh my gosh! Like everyone's getting hit, and yeah. then you're like hiding behind a bunker, a bunker you don't want to get hit because you know they're waiting for you. Well, it's so much fun. We also have this one called Cage Ball, which we stopped. Yeah. Nice, classic. We stopped doing Cage Ball. Well, because... there's a lot of those games you gotta stop because yeah. parents get mad. Well, people would broke their collarbones oh, and knees. I know, and... yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there was... For the same reason, we stopped these games. <laughs> there was this one called uh, Cage Ball, and it was a, we had a like a kind of like a beach ball looking thing. Okay. But it was like six feet diameter, and like it was huge. It was like tall, maybe even eight feet. It was taller mm-hmm. than me. And wow. like a lot of, it was a taller than people. Okay. And, but it's, and it's huge. And they put it in the middle of the field and you're on a soccer field. And the goal is you're going to try to get this ball in the goal. No. Oh, and wow. so it's small enough to get in a soccer goal, which is, but that's even like taller than. What's the cage made of? Oh, uh, no, no, it's not a cage. So not a cage. I don't know why they call it cage ball. There's no cage, but it's just a giant ball. Okay. Yeah, I know you're on a right. soccer field and, yeah, and they yeah. get, you're just like, right. So what happens is like. You have to sprint and get there first and try to launch this thing. Yeah. And whoever's in front of it is getting taken out. Yep, they're getting like, wrecked. Like, 100%. Yeah. But my brother, I, so my brother and I were in high school at the same time, and <laughs> they split up by high school and junior high. And so I was on a different team than my older brother. Yeah. And my brother's, like, he's, like, stocky. He's, like, he's like not he's not weak. Mm-hmm. And especially when he was, like, 15. He was in strength training and whatnot. Wow. And so I saw him on – I saw my team running at his team, and we were, like, against each other. And I was, like – at the one of the head of the of the pack like mm-hmm. sprinting to hit this thing and then one of the more athletic kids ran in front of me and i realized my brother was on the other side so i backed off a bit <laughs> and my teammate hit the ball and launched it my brother sees it and just like posts up and absorbs the hit 
and doesn't move and it like bounces off of him and like takes out the other kid that's and hilarious. he just like flips on his back and hits his head and i was just like my brother's scary <laughs> <laughs> but i think that's the last year we did it because people kept breaking their collarbones that's great but once one person like i think broke their collarbone or something like that, or maybe like blew their shoulder out of the socket and we mm-hmm. put it back or whatever but like, there was an injury and that later that night god healed it well that's and it was cool. like amazing so i was like guys we can keep this what's god the heals. i kind of end on this what's the the worst youth group injury that's ever happened oh i don't know one time i had an asthma attack and i had to go home at a youth camp well, i couldn't breathe I'm yeah, like, yeah i mean me and my friend tori we were both like i mean, have a crazy we had, we had some kids that, that happened like, yeah. i was like yeah <gasps> they're like you okay? I, like, I can't breathe well, for like four hours i was like and it was i had some weird allergic reaction my asthma flared up real dang. bad um but i don't know i've had like we've had concussions knee breaks yeah collarbone breaks oh one time they were doing a nerf war in the youth in the arcade uh. and this kid like ran and wasn't looking and like smoked his head on a metal like stair oh. or something like that like under the stairs like turned and, like hit Dang, his head frick. and had to go to the hospital and uh, it was like real bad that's rough and then they, they didn't do that again yeah man i'd say probably <laughs> nothing that crazy we had some broken collarbones we had that girl's broken face um <laughs> stuff like that nothing i mean crazy things like yeah. of course like broken bones all the time yeah. and broken things classic but uh it, no one died yeah you know no one People probably should have, though, honestly. Like, for the, the things we did, yeah, it was by God's grace that no one died, honestly. Yeah. Like, things were happening that Man, won't be spoken of. We would go back from the youth group or youth camp. We'd be like a four hour drive on the bus. Mm-hmm. And me and my friends would buy, like, Twizzlers or like hot dogs from gas stations and buy these things. And then at, at wait, and like, people would be like, Man, I'm so hungry. I'm like, You want a Twizzler? Like, yeah, I was like, I'll give you this whole pack for like a couple, like a dollar. And uh-huh. someone's like, Really? And I was like, Yeah. And someone's like, No, I want that. And I was like, Okay, two dollars, and we would just buy these snacks. What? And we would just hustle people on the bus. That's hilarious. And our leader was like, "Guys, you can't do that." I was like, Wait, "I'm making money. I just oh. made all my money back. Like, I just sold this hot dog I got for seventy five cents for one fifty, dude. That's like, great." He's like, "Guys, stop doing this." <laughs> I, was like, I have no problem. You're a socialist, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Young capitalism. Yeah, you guys are great when you have good leaders and your your head towards Christ. Yeah, for sure. They're intentional. We hosted Battle of the Bands. Oh. And would uh. We'd, we'd host battle bands, get a bunch of local bands to come out, and then we'd give, like, we'd tell, we'd have, like, three nights, and it'd be, like, mm-hmm. super intense, and everyone loved it. And so you'd get, like, probably five, six hundred kids in there for battle bands, and at wow. the very end of everything, they'd be, like, every at the end of every night, they'd, be, like, give, like, share the gospel, and, like, have a testimony and a gospel and an altar call. Wow. And, like, just reach a lot of people through that. That's awesome. Like, the band Icy Stars came, like, won right. that, which pretty I think awesome. they're pretty now big. They were big. Now they broke up, kind of. Oh, man. But they're good still. For sure. Yeah, there's a, there a lot of controversy with them because the person who announced that they won was like, the winners are my good friends, Icy Stars, and all the other Ooh. bands are like, oh, your friends. My good friends? What was that? Oh, your friends. Dang. Oh, so we just, and, ever, and it was a big problem. And I was just like, I'm just here because the music <laughs> and the mosh pits. That's so funny. I'm going home to go to sleep. I don't care about any yeah. of this. Anything else you want to say about youth groups? Uh, I don't know. Like, uh, it's a hard I think job. I think everyone needs to hear this all the time. Uh, take ownership of your own spirituality. It's mm-hmm. not your pastor's job to make you a mature Christian. Yeah. He has a say in it, and it's and it's an obligation he has to the Lord and to mm-hmm. you to preach the word accurately and tell you how to, to how to serve God well. But it's up to you to walk it out, and God yeah. and the pastor can't make you a better Christian for you. That mm-hmm. only can happen by yourself. So just be serious about your Christianity. God is serious about you, and so we want to be serious about Him. Um, other than that. Nothing else. We're on all the social medias. Check us out. We got a Patreon. TikTok. Yeah, we got a TikTok. TikTok. Got Instagram. TikToks. The face notes. Yep. Um, <laughs> Facebooks. Yep. All of it. Spotify. And Spotify. Apple Podcasts. iTunes. Google. All the other podcast things. Yep. Tell your friends. Tell your mother. 
Be blessed. Have a good week. Adios, amigos.